0: And what's good? This your boy D Johnson on the mic for talk that ish. Sorry, y'all, I'm not with my usual um, uh, energy. I've been sick for like three days. I've been trying to overcome what seems to be a cold. But I had a chance last night after I came home from work to watch uh, the college. NCAA basketball open and now let me tell you I've never really been excited about NCAA regular season basketball I haven't been excited in a while probably since Kentucky had Colley Steins and all those guys and they were really 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 good and it was just entertaining to watch those guys um, but this year Duke has recruited And successfully uh, landed Zion Williamson, who's been making and has gotten a lot of buzz through high school, through his days in South Carolina. He committed to Duke. Um, They also managed to land R.J. Barnett and Cam Reddish, Um, which, you know, to me, I want to say no big. They they have their own big three that can't be touched in college basketball by many. Now, I'm not going to overreact. Because I saw the game last night. They played Kentucky, who was at the time ranked number two, two spots higher than number four Duke. So, you know, this was going to be a pretty, you know, uh, competitive game or so we thought. But here's the thing. With the first, like, five games of the NCAA, we don't really know who is the best, who is really good. Because they do these rankings based off of classes coming in, um, talent level, five star McDonald All-Americans, all that other good stuff. So you don't really get a chance to get a, a gauge of like how well these guys play as a team. And so essentially, you know, we came in last night, you know, not knowing what uh, Kentucky was going to be, but you do know that Kyler Perry is going to have those guys right by, um, you know, uh, the tournament time come March. So I'm not worried about Kentucky as a whole. However, um, they lost this one tonight against Duke, 118-84. Zion Williamson was absolutely crazy. Um, he had 28 points, and I was watching highlights, and, you know, I was thinking, I'm like, this guy's 280, and he has a, a, a unlimited... Locomotive that just he just doesn't stop moving. He has a he can dunk from the free throw line. He showed a little bit of a of range with his perimeter shot. Um, I think if he wants to translate his game to the next level, he's really got to work on his jump shot shooting a lot more. I'm a lot, I would like to see him try to attempt to take about five to seven uh, per game because I think that would really convince scouts what he really is and what he really is not. But <clears throat> Zion Wilson put on a show last night. Um, R.J. Barrett put on a show last night. Now, what I will say about R.J. Barrett is he may be the reason, and this is not me hating. I will come with facts in a second. He may be the reason, as great and as historically great as this Duke team is, he may be the reason why they do not win the NCAA tournament now before people jump out of my neck I've, I've talked about this in you know barbershops i talked about this this morning i talked about it in group chats with my friends um they call me the analysis geek but <clears throat> usually nine times of 10 i'm right about these things when i present facts and you hear my argument as to why i think duke will not win the championship this year they're going to be the favorites obviously because they have zion wilson um rj barrett and they have us uh, you know cam Reddish. Um, as a big three and all they really need outside of that is rebounding and defense and spot up shooters. <clears throat> so let me just give Cam Reddish his credit because he's not going to get that credit on the on the mainstream talking about R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson. When you talk about guys like R.J. Barrett, excuse me, Cam Reddish. <clears throat> He's the type of guy that's like a that's really like a James Harden because he's not going to get that much appreciation on a good team, but when you put him by himself, he's the guy who has the highest ceiling out of everybody else because he's not. It's like you see his game. You're like, okay, he's a good he's a good player. He could be a third option, second option, but you don't really see what he can do um, until he's by himself or drafted to a team where he needs to be the focal point of an offense, and then he turns into this 30-point, uh, 10, and, like, 12, you know, rebounds or some crazy stat line like that. We're like, where did this guy come from? What's, I'm telling you, Cam Reddish is like that on an individual level for Duke. Um, he can play. Um, he's he has good size. He has he can shoot. Um, he you know he's probably the more consistent perimeter shot shooter um, on this team right now uh, for Duke. Um, so he's not gonna get the appreciation he deserves, but I'm gonna say I see uh, I see you Cam Reddish man. Um, you were out there balling tonight. He had a good game as well. Twenty two points on uh, three assists and four rebounds. So let's dive into this game um, Overall UK just looked out of sync It's early for them Perry doesn't really have this team together Until they get into SEC play um, So I don't really count like games one through five For any college basketball team To be honest with you Because you know it just takes time But it's not like the NBA where You have the same players coming back These guys are constantly uh, recruiting these one and dones Or they're recruiting um, <coughs> complementary uh, players to go with the systems They want to run in college And it takes time um now obviously the college basketball season is not as long as the nba season so you want to try to get that together by like um december january early february before the conference tournaments but um by conference tournament time your, your team should start hitting the hitting the uh the pine running a little bit to get to the march madness tournament in um march through april so <clears throat> i expect the uk to be uh, better as they as they uh you know as they go. Um, they didn't have bad production. Travis gave them good numbers tonight. Um, K. Johnson gave them good jo- uh numbers tonight. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. let me stop being lazy. Let me give full names. Keldon Johnson gave them good numbers tonight. He gave you 23 points for Kentucky. And <clears throat> hold on, y'all. Um, uh, I'm I'm actually, Trying to click my on my computer And it's being funky So give me a second I was going to give proper names Reed Travis There you go um, He gave you 22 for Kentucky So it's not like Kentucky was sorry It was just like They were just outclassed They were in a It's like how you look at Golden State It's like they put in When they play the West It's like they're not They're beating these teams Like they're just regular practice teams But you know They're just a class above everybody else And there's that once in a lifetime story um, that's going to get better throughout the year, so it's going to be exciting to see uh, what happens with Kentucky. I know Kylo Perry is going to have those boys together, and <clears throat> I know that they uh, will be okay uh, going into the tournament or the SEC tournament or um, whatever their future endeavors are. Uh, so we'll we'll definitely see what happens there. Now let me get, let me dive into the game and let me tell you what I see from my basketball mind that concerns me about. Um, the Duke, this Duke team. First of all, let me state by saying that this is going to be a historically great season for uh, Duke to the point where if you're, um, you know, you're going to be talking about this in barbershops 20, 25 years later. Uh, when Zion is an all-star, um, RJ Barrett is an all-star, Cam Reddish is a, it is a, is becomes a beast of his own that we didn't see coming, but I'm calling this now. I've been peeped it and I see it. Um, especially for for him and how his game translates. He's just not gonna do it on a team with uh Zion Williamson and RJ Barrett. Now, for me, I this reminds me of that Kentucky team that I stated earlier that had Cam <clears throat> excuse me, Kylie Steins and that was very deep and they were very athletic. They had McDonald all Americans everywhere. So for uh excuse me, for um uh Kyler Perry, sorry. This ain't this ain't nothing new to him. He coached this type of team, I believe, like 20, was it 2014? 20, 20, so what, what, whatever year, uh, I don't have it on the top of my head or in my research. But off the top of my head, whenever Kylie Steins Stines, um, you know, was on that team, he had a team similar to uh, the one now. A historically great team, well-put-together team that meshed well and that won a hell of a lot of games. So it's going to be interesting to see – Um what Duke does But here's what I noticed These guys are really, 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 really Extraordinarily good and gifted In the tr- in the transition game If you turn the ball over Or <clears throat> if uh, you just miss shots And Zion re- uh, rebounds Not only is he a big That can, you know And we're talking about a guy weighs 280 pounds He would be the second most heaviest player In the NBA right now If he were in the league And he is doing things that um smaller guards do he's passing the ball I mean he's a genetic freak I mean he's that once in a generation star um like a LeBron James um not saying he's you know like LeBron James but he's LeBron James James James-esque and and you know the hype he brings and the excitement he brings to the sport um the um you know Proven people, proven uh, physics and genetics wrong with his body structure. I mean, the guy is a, is a loose freight train that can get to the hole when he wants to. Um, I believe if he strengthens his perimeter shot, he's going to be unstoppable or unguardable. Because, I mean, <laughs> without filing him, he has the strength to get to the basket against most bigger centers and forwards. So it's going to be interesting to see his game improve under a proven coach um, like Mike Shisesky. Um you know, so I'm I'm really excited to see you know how Coach K gets him right um, this year because you know he's going to be working on the little answers of his game. I mean, again, Mike uh, Coach K has had some great some great talent in the past. The Kyrie Irving's uh, um, God, he just went this year. Bagley, uh, yeah, Bagley the third, great guys like that. That just I mean, they weren't gems um, from the first scouting reports, but they're going to translate later because they're fundamentally sound. That's what coach K preaches and I mean he's you're going to play defense for coach K. He does not play about that or you're not going to be on the floor. Um so I like what I've seen so far from him. Um I do think I'm not co- totally convinced yet of his perimeter game. I do believe if teams um, the, the, the defensive teams, especially in ACC, like, I mean, I'm from Charlottesville, Virginia. So um, the, if UVA, who's a great defensive team, has been that way for eight years, says, OK, we're going to pack the paint. We're going to stay on RJ. We're going to stay on Cam. We're going to force you guys to you know beat us from the outside. I think Duke can, you know, they can lose because they're not a, they can't shoot like this every night. They're going to have an off night. And because this is the NCAA and the way the tournaments are set up for a championship is one and done, um, you know, there, there's room for fluke games that can happen where a Duke can come in kind of flat or one of these big three don't have a good night, two of the big three don't have a good night, and then, you know, uh, they can be in some trouble. I think what's going what's gonna to be something to keep an eye on is R.J. <clears throat> Barrett's production and training Um, development as a actual guard, because when he gets the ball, he's looking to score. He has that Kobe mentality to just score the basketball, even if he has to jack up 30 shots. And that's not always a bad thing, because if he's off, um, there's more, you know, um, rebound opportunity uh, for other teams, Um, even though you have Zion to clean up the basket if you need that. But just saying that, you know, teams are going to prepare for that type of stuff and be able to box him out. So, can R.J. Barrett be able to sustain that level of play and get to the basket and cause some cause some foul trouble as well? And then also one flaw in Zion Williamson's Wilson, game as a player I notice is he doesn't play smart defense. I mean, if you attack him or if you uh you know if you're a crafty offensive minded guy, you can get Zion Williamson in some foul trouble. And with him off the floor now, you have essentially two guards and no big, and you can out rebound Duke. Um, if if teams are thinking to go that direction. So if I'm a coach, yes, this is a historically great team. But with historically great teams come a lot of flaws because those type of teams are, you know, players that are trying to play to prove their stock in the draft at the next level. So much so rather than trying to win a championship. I mean, let's think about Jalen Rose who talked about Zion Williams not being on the on the Fab Five. Well, let's remember the Fab Five never won a national championship. Um, that Kentucky team with Collie Steins didn't win a national championship. These are all historically great teams. Um, the Boogie Cousins uh, wall team, who I think is like at least in the top five for Kentucky in terms of juggernaut and class and skill, did not win a national championship. So it takes more than just having names on your team that were great in high school to be successful. Now, I do believe these guys are going to win a lot of games. Um, I do believe these guys aren't going to lose as much. But it is not guaranteed that these guys are going to win the championship, just given the couple things I pointed out about them. Um, I do think that uh, Zion Williamson has got to get better on defense. Um, He's a good rim protector, but in terms, you know, in in today's NBA, you know, you've got to be able to um, you've got to be able to defend smaller guards. And the fact that, you know, uh, he's not yet, you know, he's inconsistent some with getting that first step down to keep up with a guard when he's driving and having to respond late as a rim protector to try to get the ball out the hands. I mean, he had one play where a guard came in looking to uh, get a layup on him and he just yanked it out of the air, blocked it and stole it and passed. That's just raw athleticism. Um, But essentially, this is a, a type of team that it has all the makings for a championship team. But it also has all the makings to fall apart if guys aren't focused and if guys aren't bought into the Coach K system. Um, I only see three guys on that team that contributed, and that's all they really needed uh, with the way this team is structured. They need other guys to go get rebounds, spot up and shoot, play defense. So that's it, because uh, you're going to get your all offense from RJ, uh, Zion, and Cam. Those are the only guys that you know, you know you're going to get consistent work from night in and night out. But... This team is beatable, um, and this team can have a, an off night at the wrong night um, in the tournament because in the tournament is all about who can put it together at the right time, who is peaked at the right time. And I, you know, I don't get hyped um, with great teams like this one who peak very, very early because it gets to a point when they play basketball, they get bored, they get uh, complacent, and uh, you know it can kind of turn into some upsets because that's what usually happens because. You know, they, they're they beating their opponents by 20, 25 points or 20, you know, average of 15 to 20 points. There's no challenge for them. And then when they get a challenge and they're not locked in, it's very hard, um, you know, for these guys to rebound. So it's going to be very exciting. I do see them being kind of Golden State, State-esque um, in terms of just them being an unstoppable team. I see them going maybe, you know, they're going to win majority of games. Maybe they might lose like one or two games this year, but... I see them being ridiculous especially running through the SEC I don't see many teams that can fool with these guys um, in the SEC um, excuse me in the ace in the ACC um, I will say you do have I think the test for them will be like a UVA because just because of how defensive they are um, I do think you can't count out Syracuse um, there's always that four for fifteen kind of that kind of you know really the rises up in the ACC uh, to give people trouble, but traditionally it's always UNC, uh, Virginia, Duke, um, and whoever else. Like sometimes Miami, sometimes Florida, sometimes Notre Dame. So it just depends on what people recruited and um, what what teams are buying into the system as a whole. But I'm very excited for Zion Wilson, RJ, uh, um, RJ uh, Barrett. And and Cam Reddish, I think those guys are gonna be really good for the ACC. Um, I know most guys look at this and they're just like, "Here we go, it's a stat team." But the difference between NCAA and NFL is the fact that <clears throat> you know you have one and done, so you can have an off night, like you know the Golden State Warriors have that one off night, and they're going home, Um and you know their season is done in the NCAA. It's just one of those things where a fluke night can get you sent home in NCAA. So. Um, that's why it's more exciting. Um, I do think that they'll go pretty far, but I do think like maybe elite eight or final four, they might get into some trouble. Um, teams might have them figured out enough to be able to come in with a game plan and get everything going their way enough to win. Um, but I just don't think the odds favor Duke to win this year. I, I think it favors them to be a very, very good regular season team uh, win the ACC tournament, um, will they be able to sustain that focus with the media talking about the next level for R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish and Zion Williamson? That is to be seen. And oh, let's not forget the Cleveland Cavaliers. And mind you, I had these guys at the eighth seed, so I'm getting slapped in the face right now. Um, and I'll go over soon. We'll be uh, hitting the, uh, the 14 mark for the NBA and I'll be doing another um red hot take on everybody in the NBA where I feel like they stand now uh, now that I have a little bit of a sample size to comment and make some more in the stone comments about who they are so far until trade deadline um let's think about this one of those three players could possibly go to the Cleveland Cavaliers and I believe that Cleveland might go for Zion Williamson it might be all in the plan of why they're playing so terrible and, it, and honestly I said this on a YouTube comment I said um I could see um you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers being one of those teams that just does horrible this year. But, you know, they're developing a guy like Colin Sexton. Uh, Kevin Love is still your your centerpiece of that franchise. Um, they bring in Zion Williamson, and this team has a big three again. Um, if Colin Sexton makes that next jump in his development, if Kevin Love can stay healthy and if uh, Zion Williamson it can really be the player, formidable generational player, we know he can be coming into to the league because he's definitely ready right now to be in the league. He has the size. He has the skill. He has a, he's a big man with a motor and who has the feet of a ballerina. His game reminds me of Charles Barkley. Um, he has some LeBron James in him from his IQ and his passing ability for his size. Um, and he has some Dominique Wilkerson in him as well for his dunking, his athleticism uh, to get to the basket, you know, with a hellacious vengeance. I mean, he's a runaway train when when uh he gets to the basket. So that's why I say he's LeBron James-esque and everything else. RJ Barrett reminds me of uh he reminds me of of J.R. of uh excuse me, not Jr. Smith, but uh James Harden, I I see a little bit of Jalen Rose in him too from his playmaking um, as well when he chooses and just his attitude to score. Um, But he's going to have to be more than a volume shooter because he's not going to be on every night. So I'm I'm looking at his assists and I'm looking at his rebounding. Uh, If he's not hitting, is he going to continue to shoot shots or getting others involved? That's going to really translate to whether he'll be a a one or two seed uh, for um, the NBA. But Cam Reddish, I think he's going to be a top five pick quietly because he's going to be unappreciated and overshadowed by RJ Barrett and uh, Zion Williamson on this team. Um, But like I said, I do have these guys being a dominant team in NCAA, which is not a bad thing because this is like any given night, somebody can lose. It doesn't matter who you have on the team. Happened to Kentucky, happened to those Kentucky teams. Um, hell, it happened to the UVA one year when they were really stacked um and it just didn't come together for them. Um it happened to that uh, Michigan team with the Fab Five with Jalen Rose, uh, you know, C- uh, Weber and all those guys. Like, you know, so it's not guaranteed because you have a great historically great team that you're gonna win a championship um in the NCAA. Um it's a long season. It's a season that can be filled with unpredictament. It's a season where you can get upset if you're not careful and focused night in and night out. And I think for these guys with their talent level, they're going to have to be focused night in and night out and playing smart basketball and playing team basketball because they're predicated on uh, transition basketball and ball movement. So if a team can freeze their ball movement and force RJ Barrett to just shoot dumb shots, um, you have a chance to beat the Duke blue devils this year um i like what i see from both of them i like what i see from the whole team as a whole um but that's my thoughts on college basketball i'll definitely be tuning into these guys when i can when i'm not on the M- nba or nfl right now uh, but tune in to a couple things that we have coming up i know i'm sick but i'm trying to you know get out these podcasts as much as i can um like i said we have uh, game 14 uh benchmark Reviews of the NBA of all of the East and the West so far, how I like all the teams and what I, my new predictions, um, which some have changed. That's why I'm like waiting every seven games to kind of uh you know fill you in on some new stuff that I see because I like to watch games first and I like to watch teams. Um, you know, teams will change in the top eight, so you gotta really watch y'all. You have teams that are gonna come up, you have teams that you thought were gonna do well that aren't doing well, so look for that. I um, also have the NFL benchmark. I'll be. Really leasing out tomorrow of week eight, uh, how I see the NFL season going so far, um, who I think will be in the playoffs for NFC and AFC definitively, and who I think my prediction is for the Super Bowl. So look forward to that uh, Thursday, tomorrow. But otherwise, that's going to do it for your boy, D. Johnson. I'm sick. I'm going to try to get better, go for a run and sweat this cold out, pray for your kid. But otherwise, I'll catch y'all on the flip. Peace.